0: On this episode of Inside the Nest, we revisit Kennesaw State's historic first-round victory over Wofford, a 28-21 win for the Owls in Spartanburg, South Carolina, through the lens of its quarterbacks, Tommy Bryant and Jonathan Murphy. Bryant went down with injury in the second quarter. Murphy came in and set multiple Big South records, propelling the Owls to a huge road victory. Inside the Nest is brought to you by 5th 3rd Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. 5th 3rd Bank, working hard to make banking a 5th 3rd better. Visit 53.com for more information. So Jonathan Murphy, who began the season as the third string quarterback, cemented himself as a KSU legend in that game against Wofford. Off the bench, he rushed for 206 yards and three touchdowns. Both set Big South records for a quarterback in the playoffs. He did it. In less than three quarters, it was simply incredible. We hear about his experience in that game, who helped him get to that moment, and where is at now, since spring practice had to be cut short And what he's doing to stay fresh, and, and where he thought he improved in spring ball as well. Tommy Bryant, who was the number two quarterback beginning this season, was of course the starter in the Wofford game, and he was on a roll through the month of November. Bryant was in a similar situation when he came in for the injured starter Daniel David on November 9th against Campbell on the road. What did Tommy do in less than three quarters of action? He rushed 27 times for 105 yards, scored three times. He also completed five of seven passes for 91 yards and two touchdowns. So, both times, KSU's number two quarterback rose to the occasion and propelled the Owls to a very important road victory. There's a lot of similarities in their story. The main common thing I take away from these interviews, though, are how good of teammates they are. There's not any animosity. They support each other. They smile when talking about the other. And when we finally get to football season, I think you'll find out as KSU fans that not only... Do these two have talent that you've seen on the field before, but they're great teammates, they're challenging themselves to become more vocal leaders, and they're great young men too. It's a testament to the program that Brian Bohannon has built of how these two young men carry themselves. So let's go inside the nest with Jonathan Murphy and Tommy Bryant revisiting the first round victory at Wofford. We'll start out with Jonathan Murphy. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Where are you recording from? Um, I'm home
1: right now in Los Angeles, California. I'm actually in my room. So,
0: How's your family doing? Is everyone safe and healthy?
1: Uh, yeah, we're all doing good. We're just all in here, you know, trying to, trying to you know, just flatten the curve, I guess. Everything right now is, going, is pretty crazy, so
0: we're all just trying to do our part. Well, we're very excited to hear that. When did you make it out to L.A. from Kennesaw? Uh, I got back. About a week and a half ago, so I've been here for a minute now. Okay, and tell us about your family. How many people are at home? You got any brothers or sisters?
1: Uh, yeah, so I now I live with my uh, my older brother, and my older sister, and my older co- my older cousin Robin. Uh, my sister's Milan. Uh, my brother Patrick, and my mom and dad, Deirdre and John Murphy. So I'm the youngest in the house right now.
0: <laughs> what do y'all do for entertainment?
1: Uh, we like to watch movies. We are actually in there watching Uh School of Rock before I came in here you know, to get this done, but uh, we like to watch movies, you know, I I play the video game, of course, and we just, uh, you know, we're just
0: chilling. School of Rock's an all-time classic. What's your favorite movie? Uh My favorite movie is probably Four Brothers. It's an awesome one, too. Good choices. So, Jonathan, we want to talk to you about your historic game against Wofford when you came off the bench and you set Big South, rushing and scoring records for quarterback, but before we get to that, This coronavirus escalated in the middle of our spring practice this year. Walk us back to spring practice. How is it going for you? Where do you feel like you were as far as your development as a QB?
1: Um, I feel like, for me, spring ball was uh, more of me becoming, uh, like, as in a leader, you know, taking my mental aspect of the quarterback position to another level. Because, you know, football is always, you know, the football aspect for me always been easier. So I feel like for spring, for me, it was more becoming a leader at the quarterback position for the team. You know, us being still kind of young, we need that, especially from the quarterback position. You know, me and Tommy, you know, Tommy's been here for a minute, but he's never been a starter. So for him, that was a big part, too, as long as well as me. So in the quarterback room, that was stressed, you know, uh, the leadership aspect. So I feel like I was coming into a leader as myself and, um, you know, to help push guys in my room and on the team as well. So.
0: What did you learn so far from your new quarterback coach, Chandler Burks?
1: Uh, you know, Chandler, he always shows us love, but he's always on us. You know, he's tough because he knows that the talent we have in that room, you know, we're three guys deep at quarterback, but all three of us, you know, can go in and start somewhere. So um, he's always on us tough. You know, he's, he's stressing our footwork and stuff like that. He's, he's also um, being younger and being in the situation not too long ago, he always gives us, you know, gives us like pointers how to deal with like coaches and, just life as a college student and stuff like that. So Chandler Channel's taught us taught us a good amount so far.
0: That's great to hear. And we'll stay in the quarterback room. How did y'all handle the news when things broke that spring practice is over and then eventually school's gonna go online and then okay, no no one's gonna be here and now you're back home in Cali.
1: I was actually I was actually sick the day before everything got canceled. So I missed the first prac- I missed the uh practice before that. So um, it, was, it, was, it was weird to me because I was two practices out and, like, everything, you know, was just over. But, um, you know, we're adapting pretty well to it. You know, we're still staying in contact every day, the quarterback room. Um, we're talking to Taylor. We're talking to Coach Chestnut, our office coordinator, every day. So, I mean, we're still handling it pretty well, you know, being separated and stuff like that, doing things remotely. But um, I feel like we're handling, we're handling it pretty well.
0: You didn't think you had coronavirus when you were sick, did
1: you? Um, no, I did not. I went to the doctor. You know, I didn't even have a flu. I just had a pretty bad cold. But.
0: Glad to hear it. So yeah. what's an example of something you're doing to stay fresh from the mental side of the game while you're home right now?
1: So um, we just um, – before spring break started, you know, we were meeting every other day. But me, I'm just – I'm watching as much football as I can, Either whether it's ours or, you know, NFL reruns, uh, runbacks, stuff like that, college runbacks. Um, you know, I'm staying on 360 Sport, DVS, and um, I'm working out a lot, throwing the ball a lot, getting a lot of uh, push-ups and pull-ups, stuff like that, and I'm I'm doing what I can to stay on top of my game.
0: Have you brought your brothers and sisters out and try to read one of them or make someone be the pitch guy? Uh, no, I
1: haven't. I I usually use, like, a lot of my teammates because I, I have a lot of guys, you know, here still. So I work out with them a lot. I usually try to use them to help me out with stuff like that.
0: That's great. Well, speaking of film, maybe a nice segue for us. Have you gone back and watched any clips from the Wofford game?
1: Uh, yeah, I have. It's actually uh, my mom and dad's personal favorite. They watch it all the time, so they always drag me in there to come watch myself.
0: Well, who's who as far as that goes? Are they both cheerleaders. Is one hard on you? What roles do they play?
1: Um, my mom, she's always been the biggest cheerleader. My dad, he always used to be really hard on me, but now he, you know, he's like he's proud. He's proud of me, but. He won't let, he won't tell me that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts on going back and watching the Wofford game? Are there plays where even you're wowed on it? Are there certain plays where you think, man, next year I'm going to do something better in that situation?
1: Uh, Yeah. Like the play that always haunt me from the Wofford game is the, the last play going to halftime. It comes both specifically told me to get down if I can't score. So he'd get a field goal and I got tackled on the four yard line. So I always watch that play and regret. So, I always know I can handle that situation better if I get it if I get into it next year. So What would you do in that situation now? Of course I'll try to get down so we get the timeout, get a field goal, put some extra points on
0: the board. Jonathan, that was the truest play of what are you doing? No, no, no. Wait. Go, 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 go and score. It was crazy to go back and watch that play. It was 35 yards. and It seemed like you ran about 50 on that play evading uh, like, would-be tacklers.
1: It was just – I was just caught in the moment. You know, I, I told <laughs> it's myself, tough not I'm, to be. Yeah, I told myself, I'm going to get down if I can't score. But once I
0: seen, seen him, I just I decided to hit it. I, I was down there on the sideline, and, and I saw – you come off the field and you had some teammates around you, and then I know you spoke at halftime there with Coach Bow and uh, Coach Worley and the other coaches as well. What was the message to you at halftime in addition to that play and any feedback you got from when you came in the game from the second quarter on? So first,
1: the first person to talked to me was Coach Bow Off the field, he's like, first thing he says is, hey, that's a great run, but you know you got to get down. And I'm like, yeah. So then after that, everybody was pretty much, you know, just go out there and do what you can do, do what you do. You know, everybody see me through spring ball and stuff like that. So they all had pretty much had faith in me. They told me, you know, just take care of the ball and do what I do. Just stay calm. You know, the game is a pretty long game that we got ahead of us still. So just go out there, stay calm, stay focused. Just do it, you know, do what I do,
0: play my game. Afterward, Coach said – it took him just a little bit for him to get comfortable out there and get his footing. When do you feel like there was a play you remember where, all right, I'm settled into this game. Any nerves are gone. I'm locked in.
1: I think it was. It might have been one of our past plays. I end up uh, escaping, you know, up the middle, and that's I made a couple guys miss, and that's what I'm like. Okay, I'm I'm in it now. Because when I first got in, everything's moving pretty fast, and I'm like, woof, I'm in it. So now, but I feel like. I'm like, all right, I'm here now. Once, once I got to, you know, scramble, run around a little bit.
0: What did your teammates say to help you out once you entered the game?
1: My old lineman, especially, I want to give a shout out to, um, you know, uh, Jake. He ended up going down that game. But Jake Lasseter and Will, 9-5, our center and uh, tackle, you know, I came in with Jake during the spring. So he was just like, you know, you know, we got your back. You know, we know what you can do. You know, we, we got you. So, you know, just go out there and do what you do. And we, we'll make sure you, you know, you had the time to do what you can do. So, my old line specifically, they, they gave me a big boost. And, of course, the defense who played like lightest out of that game, they were, you know, defense players, Sincere Mason, Kareem, Rice and They were all in my ear all game just letting me know, like, they got me. So, um, you know, that just gave me a whole bunch more confidence to go out there and just play,
0: play my game. I hear you on that because looking back at the box score, I kind of forgot some moments on it because it seemed like once you came into the ballgame, the second half, we kind of ran away with it, but that wasn't the case. Wofford got the ball, went down and scored, led it 14-7. to We get the ball and we get a fourth and fourth of Wofford 33 and we're unable to capitalize on that. We can't convert on fourth and four. Wofford gets back a three and out, and then we're able to establish some continuity. You go, four plays, you rush every single time. You get a 40-yard rush, and then a 2-3 and a one-yard rush for the touchdown tied at 14. And then it seemed like that's when things really started to evolve. Where we get turnovers there, start to run away, and then, of course, go out to win 28-21. to As far as what you said, feeding off of the defense there, how typical is that? For Kennesaw State, whether it's in practice or a game, for the offense to feed off the defense and vice versa.
1: Uh, Coach Worley, he always used the word um, in our film in our room last year. Is, uh, this phrase is complimentary football? So you know, we always try to play. If the defense gives us a great field position. We always want to go try to score, or if you know we give the uh, we get deep down in territory, you know we might not be able to put up points with the defense. You know they'll be able to protect and uh, keep them on their side of the field. So we always try to play complimentary football. And in practice, you know, defense is always giving the push. I remember last year in spring, my first ring, they used to kill us. So um, this past spring, you know, we were we were battling it out a lot. So, I'm, I mean, we we always, you know, off the energy, we always beat off of each other. So we always try to do that and play
0: complimentary football. So. so I think it's interesting how many times you rushed in that ball game, specifically going back to that one drive where you scored four times, and I looked at when Tommy came in, when Daniel was injured, Daniel David injured against Campbell. He rushed a lot in that ball game. Do you feel like the defenses think that when a backup quarterback comes in, that oh he's not ready? Let's make him try to run the football and see if he can fumble. Do you feel like they try to test you out in that ball game?
1: Uh, yeah, for sure. Wofford, you know they were, you know they they were uh, trying to get it out. You know a couple they threw a couple punches in the, uh, at the ball while I was running. So. They tried, to, you know, they, tried to, they tried to rip it out because, I mean, they, they, um, all year you know, they were trying to punch it out from uh, the guys in our room, you know, Daniel, Tommy. But I know for sure when I got in there, they, tried to, they, they
0: ripped at it a couple times and tried to get it out. So what's the key with that? Walk us through how do you try to protect the football when you know that you're going to get slung on by three or four guys trying to punch it out at the bottom of a pile?
1: Um, you know, I mean, uh, we always work ball security and practice every single day uh, for our first period. So, um, you know, we always just try to keep it high and tight, especially two hands through, through contact. And, um, you know, I always try to, you know, roll over the ball, protect it.
0: We'd like to take a moment to thank our healthcare partner, Wellstar Health System. At Wellstar, their mission is to enhance the health and well-being of every person they serve. Their vision is to deliver world-class healthcare To every person, every time. If you're enjoying this podcast, the quarterback's view of the win against Wofford on the road, be sure to subscribe to Inside the Nest on your favorite podcast platform by visiting ksuowls.com slash podcast. Let's hear more from Jonathan Murphy. When do you feel like was the turning point in the game?
1: I feel like the turning point, the turning point for me was you when know, I, I, I broke the, the first long run, and uh, we went in there and punched and punched in that first touchdown. That's when I felt like I was more settled in. But as a team, you know, when we went out there after that touchdown, and um, I think d I think it was D-Walk that forced the first fumble,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, we ended up recovering it. And that's when I feel like, yeah. We're gonna we gonna come out on top of this game. You know, I, we always held conf, uh, felt confident. You know, coming into winning the game, and then but when uh when D-Walk first forced that first fumble, I'm like, yeah, this is our game. You know, this is our game to lose
0: right now. So I feel like that was a turning point for us as a team. Afterward, coach said this may be the best win in our program's history. Why do you think he said that?
1: Um, you know, because you know every team they always preach up. They always preach. You know next man up, next man up. You know, Coach Bo always preaches, you know, you can't let the circumstances, you know, define you and stuff like that. And that was a game for the circumstances, you know. Um, of course, Tommy went down, so, you know, the second, you don't want your, your third string quarterback supposed to be red shirt and come in. I mean, you always want to, you know, have faith in your guys, but, you know, the situation was the situation. So, you know, we went out there. The defense, you know, they had my back. The defense played lights out. You know, they they did what they had to do. I came in and I did what I had to do for the team. You know, offense, you know, the O-line, they played a great game. Chris Dye, I think, was the co-offensive uh, player of the game with me. So, you know, they, they did what they had to do. I feel like we just played a great game on all phases in a playoff win. So I feel like that's, that's where that came from, the, the greatest win in program history.
0: So let's go back to when Tommy got hurt. Where were you on the sideline? What were you doing? And how did you try to get hot?
1: I I was signaling with the headset on. So as soon as I seen Tommy go down, you know every time I seen Tommy go down after D.D. went down, I was always ready. You know I always took my headset off, take my red my red vest off. You know I was always quick to you know get a ball and get some snaps with the center. So you know that's what I always do. I always run over and get a ball from Joe. He gives me a ball. I get snaps with the uh, with Will, who was our starting center last year. Nah, nah, nah. So I always get snaps with him to get high throw it a little bit. But I always try to stay you know loose on the sideline, especially when D.D. went down because. You know, I was always one play away, so I always try to stay loose. You know, I'm uh, moving around on the sideline, throwing the ball when I can. So that's that's usually what I did.
0: If you had a percentage now to me to get to a hundred percent, what was nerves? What was I'm ready?
1: Uh, I say I was about eighty percent ready. The rest was nerves. I feel like if I was so nervous at first, I mean, because I went out there. And I pissed it right into the pitch he, he recovered a fumble. So <laughs> I was moving pretty fast because I wasn't – everything was moving fast. So I felt like I had to move pretty fast, uh, much faster than I, than I had to. So I was, out there. I, was, I was pretty nervous at first.
0: What's it like after that first series that you go out there for knowing how much longer you're going to be in the game? How, when, when is it communicated to you that, okay, we're going to look at Tommy some more or we're taking him to the locker room? How, how does that go down?
1: Um, well, for me, I really, I really wasn't uh, worried about. You know, I was. I knew I was for me. I was, I was in, in and until I wasn't. So, um, you know, Tommy. They ended up telling me Tommy was done for the game, and that I'm gonna finish it out after like the first drive. I think um, Coach Bo came and communicated that to me. So, um, yeah. Then I just talked to Coach Worley on the phone after the first game. He pretty much said the same thing and just to go do what they know they all the, everybody knows I can do. So um, I feel like after that first drive, it was just like, all right, this is what you wanted. It's why you came here. So to like, go ahead and do what you got to do.
0: Did you and Tommy talk it all on the sideline from that point forward? Yes, sir. Uh,
1: Tommy was pretty much the first guy. You know, I can he, he was. I was the first guy he came up to once he uh once he got undressed and got on his crutches. You know, he was just like, hey, just go do what you can do. We all know what you can do. Um, you be you ready for this? You've been paying attention in the film room. You know you. This is nothing you're not ready for, so just go out there and do what you got to do. Tommy showed me, yeah, he showed me love. And how about
0: after the game, too? What did you all talk about? He was just like, hey, you know, just
1: got to go do what you got to do next week. He said, I don't know if I'll be back or not, but, you know, you shouldn't worry about that. You know, just go practice, lead, lead, lead. That was a big point he talked to he talked to me about because he's like football, you know, this football part come easy to you, but uh, you just got to make sure you you're able to lead right now, so. He he gave me tips on, you know, just being a leader right now, even though I'm young. So he was just like, lead, lead, lead. What's
0: a tip that you can share with us on being a leader?
1: You know, um, at the quarterback position, you usually get respect. So he was like, you know, just, you know, don't – if you got something to say, say it. Don't don't hold back. You know, just even if, you know, it makes people uncomfortable, it makes you uncomfortable sometimes, you got to get out your comfort zone to be a leader to, you know, others. So it was just like, you got something to say, say it. He's like, I know you're not that vocal, but if you got something you got to say, get it out.
0: And then leading up to the Weber State game, did it feel like you had maybe a couple other quarterback coaches in there with you with Daniel and Tommy also trying to help you get ready for that game?
1: Yeah, every, you know, almost a lot of people because Bo, because Bo was more in the meeting room, you know, he's more he's more uh, vocal with me. Um, yeah, like Tommy, he he ended up practicing, but you know, he was in there just giving me tips, you know, on the mental side, D.D. D.D. was like that since he'd been down. D.D.'s Dee been like that since I got here in spring. So, you know, they were just, you know, it was everybody. It was, it was a team effort, you know, to to help me, you know, get to where I need to be for that game.
0: And since, you know, you spoke earlier of ever since D.D. went down and Tommy came in the Campbell game, you're always ready in case Tommy was ever slow getting up. What did you learn? From seeing Tommy Bryant go through this same scenario that you did against Wafford when he did it against Campbell and then on out.
1: It's just you gotta prepare as you're a starter. You know, Tommy, seeing Tommy in the film room, you wouldn't know he was he was a second string, you know, he was he was always locked in. In practice, you wouldn't tell he's the second string, other than getting the two reps. But he was he's was preparing as if he was started. He's locked in, in the film room, he's coming in, getting extra time in the meeting room, you know, in practice he's leading his group. He's taking charge, so it just prepares you to start. That's that's what I got from Tommy.
0: Looking ahead to this upcoming football season, and we're so excited to see you and the rest of your teammates get back out on the field at some point. What do you think's in store for the Owls?
1: Um, You know, us not winning the Big South last year, even though we went to the playoffs, we we definitely weren't satisfied because, I mean, that's what we do. We win the Big South. So um, I feel like we, we have it like, a little vengeance on our plate. We know we we actually have, you know, a pretty good group that we can, you know, go pretty much all the way with, but we gotta start, you know, it starts it really started in spring. It starts in summer, you know, the off season training. So we know we just gotta we just have to um push ourselves to the limit. we gotta have some leaders step up, whether that's me or guys on the old line, guys on the defense, Tommy, he's been stepping up pretty well. So we just know that if we do what we have to do and everybody buys in that you know, we make a pretty good run at it this year.
0: And I'll leave you with this, Jonathan. is there anything related to your story of your success, your historic success in the Wofford game that hasn't been told that you would like a listener to know, whether that's about you or your teammates? Um,
1: I will just say, Um, every, everybody on the field, you know, they had confidence in me. So I feel like, you know, if you, you go out there every day, you know, you do what you got to do in practice, whether you're the first string, third string, you know, you bring it to the weight room, you pay attention in the film room, you know, once you get your chance, you should be able to, you know, do what you have to do. You know, you know, if you have the talent, you, it's, it's easy, but it's more than just being able to play football. You know, you gotta, you gotta be locked in mentally. You gotta come, you gotta bring it every day for people to, you know, just have confidence in you, and confidence goes a long way. I felt, I felt good out there knowing that you know everybody believed in me. So I feel like that was a big part of the success, just people believing in me.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the Indy, Kennesaw's newest student house community. The Indy is now accepting applications for the fall of 2020. Visit www.livetheindy.com for more information. See what elevated student housing looks like. So a unique perspective to hear Jonathan Murphy revisiting the game against Wofford. Now let's see it from Tommy Bryant's point of view, relying upon his experiences when he entered for the injured Daniel David November 9th at Campbell and how it made the transition from being on the field to supporting KSU and Murphy from the sidelines. It's Inside the Nest with Tommy Bryant. Tommy, mm-hmm. thanks for joining us today. Where are you with us from?
2: Uh, I am currently in Kennesaw, Georgia. Uh, I did not go back to Alabama, so
0: I'm up here in Kennesaw. And you're off campus at your own place? Yes, sir. And how's social distancing working for you right now?
2: Uh, it's It's been pretty, pretty interesting, honestly. Uh, I can't really go out there and work with my teammates like I want to, but, you know, I, I have my girlfriend here with me, so – it's it's, it's pretty good
0: are you putting her to work are you making her a running back or a pitch back or putting her on (laughs) defense and trying to read her
2: no no she takes some runs with me but other than that I'm not putting her in the football thing right now it's a it's a lot in this offense so
0: (laughs) what are you trying to do to stay fresh mentally and physically
2: uh honestly it's just you know I, I coach K he he sends us workouts uh pretty much every day and I try to do that workout and and, and get a little running in uh, around my neighborhood.
0: Where do you feel like you were in your progression as a quarterback when coronavirus halted Spring ball?
2: There's a lot that I can improve on, such as footwork and everything. And, you know, being that we got a new quarterbacks coach in Chandler uh, Burks, you know, it's it's a couple of things that, you know, he wants to change. And, you know, just getting acclimated with those things and trying to do those things to the best of my ability uh, is – it's kind of, you know, a different uh, feel for the offense now. Uh, but, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a good spot right now. Uh, I'm not complacent or anything, but I feel like I'm developing really well.
0: What are some of the big points that he wants to address? I know when we spoke in an interview, you said that day you are going to focus on ball security because, as you said, ball security equals job security. Is that one of the things he's focused on right now?
2: Yes, sir. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a big thing coming in the spring that you know pretty much the whole coaching staff wanted was you know my leadership uh, ability and you know improving that. And and I think for me, just being more vocal as a leader is something that I think they're they're looking for more in me.
0: Give us an example of what it means to be a vocal leader at quarterback.
2: Uh, when things aren't pretty, you know, you know those guys have to have somebody to look towards and. You know, I want to be that voice, you know, that, that encourager and motivator to, you know, tell them that, hey, it's okay. You know, we all in this together and, you know, some things like that.
0: So we just heard from Jonathan Murphy and he said that was an important thing that you relied upon him in the waffer game. Then leading up to the Weber State game is to lead and, and to tell someone, even if it's not pretty, you got to be honest with them going mm-hmm. back to that game. How were you able to go from, man, I, I don't know what this injury is. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. I, I, I stinks that I'm not going to be able to finish this ball game because I'm a competitor, to instantly I've got to be a mentor and I've got to be a teacher and I've got to be a great teammate right now.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's instilled in me pretty much my whole life. And, you know, just coming up as a quarterback, I, I, know, I know what it takes as, you know, for people to look at you and everything. Uh, so I mean, it wasn't a hard transition uh, and these guys are like my brothers so no matter what I'm supporting them if I'm not in the game I get pulled anything they're my brothers so and I look at it that way and once you know one of us succeed we all succeed.
0: What did you want to see out of Murphy in that game once it became obvious to you that you weren't going to be able to re-enter.
2: Oh I knew Murph had it I mean he's he's a cold stone killer like he he he's the real deal so I had no no doubts about him going in the game and being able to perform uh but you know he he exceeded expectations of pretty much everybody but you know we knew what he could do in the quarterback's room so I wasn't
0: worried at all this is a podcast so everyone hearing this isn't going to be able to see your face but I can tell that you're smiling right now it seems like you were yeah. just as happy for him as maybe you were for one of your own great games why is that?
2: it's just the way you know we kind of we build that family uh feeling in in the in the cues and twos room so you know one like I said once one of us succeed you know we all succeed and and just being able to go further in the playoffs is really what I was worried about I wasn't worried about stats or individual accolades or anything like that it's just it's just all about team really
0: so what role did you take after the game, watching film that next day, and then leading up to the Weber State game for how you were going to help Jonathan and the team?
2: I, I prepared uh, as best as I could uh, the same way I would as if, if I was a starter. Um, but, you know, just knowing that he was going to take over that role, I mean, I was just trying to be the, the best motivator and encourager and, and mentor that he needed, uh, if anything, you know, if you
0: need anything. You're someone that doesn't prepare like they're a backup, so to speak, and that mm-hmm. before that, that you were, you, your preparation didn't change from when before you came in for when Daniel was injured against Campbell to afterward. It was the same. You spent the same amount of time in the film room. Why is that important to not change how you prepare and go about your business, no matter if you're playing 50, 60 snaps a game or you're playing two to three or four?
2: Well, just you know, out of my five years of of being at Kennesaw, I've I've witnessed it every year. You know, Trey White going down and Chandler having to be up, and you know Chandler going down and D.D. having to be up, and you know it just so happened that it happened to me as well. So, I mean, I it's it's very important to to do that, and you you always got to be ready because you never know when it's your turn, and. You know, in this offense, it's a pretty reckless offense for a quarterback. So, you know, you just always got to be ready and be getting mental reps and, and watching film
0: and everything. Later on in that game, once KSU kind of finds its rhythm, once Murph gets settled down and we're able to tie up the ball game and then take the lead, when you're on the sideline there, How do you carry yourself as uh, talking to Jonathan after a drive? Are you mainly a supporter just then? Do you offer some insight like a coach as well?
2: Uh, Yes, sir. You know, if I see anything, you know, that could be beneficial to him or the team, you know, I'm going to mention it to him like, hey, this corner is doing this or be ready for this or, you know, anything like that. And, you know, the coaches do a great job of that when we come off the field as quarterback anyway, you know, going straight to the phone. some insight on what the defense could be doing. So, yeah, I was just a motivator uh, and, and, you know, just maybe trying to be a coach a little bit here and there.
0: Do you remember anything specific that you saw on the field that you were able to tell them that you either said, yeah, I see that too, or that's a great point. Thanks, man.
2: Not really. I mean, it was pretty simple. The game plan going into it, it was pretty simple, you know, and it was kind of imano-imano uh, uh, against Wofford because they what they do – you know you got to beat them one-on-one type deal so um I knew he had it you know he was prepared that week he prepared like a started the whole week so I knew he was ready so it wasn't much and it wasn't nothing new that they were doing so not much really
0: what's been talked about in the Q's and 2's room with coach Burks since he's been back about that game
2: oh yeah it's always some fun jabbing about that game I mean he He points out some clip during the game and everything. We've watched a little film on it, not too much. But we've kind of been focused and trying to uh, get better this spring, so not really.
0: We'd like to take this time to thank our proud partner, Coca-Cola, for being the beverage choice of KSU Athletics events. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. Be sure to rate it and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform for the links Visit us on Twitter and Facebook and ksuowls.com slash podcast. Let's go back inside the nest with Tommy Bryan. So I want to go back to when you came in for Daniel in the Campbell game, and that was a high scoring game. We went on to win 38, 35 when you came into that game though, it was in such an important part. Tommy, we were down uh, early on in the second quarter, kind of a similar time from when you got hurt to when Murphy came in, down 14 to 3. You step mm-hmm. in, you engineer an 11 play drive that goes 68 yards to make it 14 to 10. Campbell scores again, so it's 21 to 10. We don't have that drive. KSU's down 21 to 3 and maybe doesn't come back. How much weight did you feel was lifted off your shoulders when you were able to put us in the end zone on that drive?
2: Uh, It's always a relief to get in the end zone, especially when you're down. But um, it was, I I didn't really feel any pressure. I've been in that position plenty of times in my career. So I I wasn't really nervous, but, you know, just the preparation of over the week of practice, I was was prepared for anything and, and everything they were ready to bring. So none really.
0: Do coaches ever put y'all in that scenario throughout a season in practice where maybe it's in the middle of a drive, somebody gets switched out and they say, Oh, the quarterback got hurt. Tommy, step in.
2: Oh yeah, that it's been uh it's been a couple of times uh since I've been here that that has happened to me. And they 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 always try to put our uh put us in the best positions to win. So we we practice one minute drills or third down situations and sudden changes all the time. So yeah.
0: So in that game against Campbell, you had 105 yards on the ground threw a couple of touchdown passes as well. You had an incredible game. And I spoke to Jonathan. I said, do you feel like that defenses want to test a quarterback and say, oh, the backup's in. Let's see what he can do. Do you feel like in that Campbell game that they changed and said, let's see if Tommy Bryan can beat us?
2: Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's always a thing. You know, anytime i went in the game uh, – they, they always point out, oh, it's a new quarterback. It's a new quarterback. So um, they definitely key in on you a little bit and and try to make you beat them. Uh, but it, it's, it's always a, a team effort. So it, it'll be hard to just key on that.
0: Does that make you motivated and give you an extra chip on your shoulder too when you get into a game like that?
2: Honestly, it's, you know, my competitive nature, man, is I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the challenge. So... I don't try to make it about myself, but, you know, it is a
0: motivator for me. How competitive of a person are you outside the field?
2: Oh, it's, it's honestly, it's, it's really unreal. I don't like losing at all, especially in 2K or, or Madden. My girlfriend can attest to it that I don't have the best attitude when I lose any, anything.
0: Uh-oh. Who have you lost to recently in 2K or Madden?
2: Honestly, I just went undefeated
0: yesterday, so I'm, I'm
2: pretty happy right now. I have a lot to say in a good minute.
0: Okay, you can brush that dirt off your shoulder, Tommy. <laughs> where, where, where would you say that you are as far as the most competitive guys on the roster when it comes to off the field? Yeah,
2: I, I, would, put, I would put myself up there with the best of them, which would be t pax and uh, K.J. Hancock. Those, they, they are some of the most competitive people I know. On, a, on a 2K in the two K and Madden.
0: Who's your team on two K and Madden? Who do you play with?
2: So I'm a Lakers fan, but I don't I don't play with the Lakers because they are so good, you know, and I'm so good at the game, so I can't really give myself that. Good do you hear fan. yourself
0: talk right now? You know, <laughs> it, it sounds
2: it sounds bad, it sounds bad, but it's the truth. It's the truth, you know. So I'm trying to stay as humble as I can. But uh, uh, Madden, it, it would be. Baltimore Ravens. I'm a Baltimore Ravens guy. Why so? Uh, the excitement Lamar Jackson brings to the game, you know, he's pretty much a cheat code. So I, I try to use him as much as possible.
0: Have you ever been able to replicate what you've done in the game on Madden as well? Because I look at the numbers from that Campbell game. Again, you, you didn't play a full four quarters in what you were able to do. And I look at Murphy's numbers against Wofford and he didn't play a full three quarters in that ball game <laughs> and what he's able to do. And i I've fired up the old NCAA 13 game and I can't do half of that.
2: Uh, really? I mean, I, I just try to follow the game plan and, and the offensive line and the, and the slot backs they do a great job of just, you know, blocking. And, and I just try to use my vision as best as possible. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that I can't replicate anything, but Murph, he, he has all the jukes and everything so
0: I let him have that and I just I'm just the runner. <laughs> <laughs> well Tommy we're really excited to see you and the rest of the owls on a football field hopefully sooner rather than later when we get there though what do you think this season has in store for the owls
2: a lot of fun and excitement you know looking to you know win every day you know not not trying to get ahead of anything and and just a lot of fun and excitement, just trying to pack the bank, just, you know, go and
0: win. Tommy, I want to leave you off with this. Is there anything related to your story of how you have continued to prepare from when you stepped in for Daniel's position against Campbell to when you went down against Wofford and then against Weber that hasn't been told that you think a listener should know about you or your teammates?
2: Uh, no, sir, not really. You know, I, I think we we really hit the, hit the nail on the head, you know. Just, I just – I kind of talked about the way I uh, prepare over the week. Uh, it's it's kind of – my preparation has always been the same, and that's preparing as a starter because you never know when it's your time. So uh, there's nothing really to it. You know, it's, it's following the game plan, getting the extra work, and, you know, trusting your teammates.
0: Well, Tommy, thanks for joining us. We really do appreciate it. And can I leave you with one bit of advice, though? Yes, sir. When you go on your runs with your girlfriend, even though you're competitive – you got to let her win a time or two, okay? <laughs> I don't
2: think I could be able to do that, but because she rubs it in a little bit, so.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> well, Tommy, thanks again. <laughs> Continue staying safe and healthy, and we really do look forward to seeing you and KSU on the football field here soon.
2: Thank you, and you stay safe as well.
0: We appreciate Jonathan Murphy and Tommy Bryant for joining us on Inside the Nest, and it's been brought to you by Fifth Third Bank, the official bank of Kennesaw State Athletics. Fifth Third Bank, working hard to make banking a fifth third better. Visit 5.3.com for more information. I'm Nolan Alexander, and we wish you the best during this time. If you enjoyed Inside the Nest and you have an idea for a guest, send me a line in alexa29 at kennesaw.edu or tweet me at Nolan. R. Alexander. This has been Inside the Nest.